Hey you guys, it's your girl Brianna Bell. Welcome to Is Black and White. If it's your first time listening in, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you guys are here for another one. This word blessed me so much that I literally needed to like sit in it. I have God gave me this word like two weeks ago and I needed to just sit in it. And I pray that it blesses you guys as well. Um, the title of this word is just do it. God is saying, just do it. So before I jump in, I'm going to open up in prayer. And then as always, I'm going to jump right in. So father, we thank you so much for this word. We thank you for speaking so tenderly to us. God, I'm so thankful that you loved us first. You chose us first. I thank you every day for the renewing of your grace and your mercy daily. God, I pray that you just continue to keep hold of us, like holding our hand through this journey, God, as we um, just take one step before the other, as we continue to trust you, lean on you, and allowing you to guide us, Father. Literally, yes, unlearning our old ways. We just thank you so much for your patience. I pray, God, over this word. I pray that you speak through me, God. Anoint the words that come out of my mouth. Father, I humble myself before you and your people. And I just pray that as I speak, that the people will hear you and not me. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. So God is saying, just do it. He's saying like, like Nike, (laughs) just do it, right? Just try, just change, just stop, just move on, just believe, just drop it, right? Um, Squash it, whatever. Just forgive, just let go, right? Just take that leap, whatever it is that you have been reluctant reluctant to move forward in, the Lord is saying to just do it. Literally, the vision I'm having now is like when when, um, Peter was walking on water. It's like those moments that we're having right now. So God led me to Matthew chapter 9, verses one through eight, not that long, but it's it's um, titled Jesus Heals a Paralyzed Man. Okay, so um, starting from verse one, it says Jesus climbed into a boat and went back across the lake to his own town. Some people brought to him a paralyzed man on a mat. Those like that sentence is very important. Okay, the paralyzed him being paralyzed in the mat. It says, um, seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, be encouraged, my child, your sins are forgiven. Okay, be encouraged, my child, your sins are forgiven. So I think it's so important that we understand what a sin is. Okay, a sin is an offense against the religious or moral law. It is a transgression of the law of God, and it is considered like missing the mark. Or turning away from God. And I really want us to focus on those, um, that definition. Missing the mark and turning away from God, right? So real quick, um, in Luke chapter 5, verse 4 through 8, um, I'm not going to go to it, but I did a, a little like study. This is where God like led me to. That little section is about when 
Jesus told, um, I think it was Peter. I'll just say the disciples because I don't know exactly, but he told them to go back and let down their net because they were fishing like all night, right? They caught nothing. And then when Jesus said, do it again, they're like, okay, but Lord, like we've been here kind of like us, like God, I've done the fasting. I've done the forgiving. I've done, I've tried already. I've I've changed. I've grown. I've like I've done what you're asking me to do and nothing happened. So literally there's no point in doing it again. But God is saying like just do it. Or in the verse it says um God says try again. Like let down your net again. Yeah, let down your net again. And so the thing is the sin that we are committing is us when we don't believe, right? Having disbelief, that's like a sin towards God. That's us missing the mark or better yet, right? Turning away from God. It's literally like, no, God said, go ahead and forgive that person again. You're like, "Mm, I'm good. Is there any other way? (laughs) Is there something else we can do? God is saying like, you know, do something nice, honor. That's what has been for me is God has been speaking highly about honoring, you know, people who have hurt me. And that's been like a, a trial for me, but it's like, God is saying, do it again. The thing is, a lot of us have turned away or committed these sins, quote unquote, because of fear, right? Simply, you know, we're afraid of getting hurt again. Or look, we just don't believe because we've done it and we've seen nothing or we're stubborn. So our hearts have gotten hardened from waiting for so long and not seeing anything, right? So the stubbornness and all these things could could come about is from... um focusing on what it looks like. It's very dangerous for us to stay focused um, in the natural and looking in the natural. God has really been ministering to me about living in the spirit, okay? And so when we focus on things that we are seeing, hearing, and experiencing, you know, we have our mind made up, basically, okay? Basically, it's like, you know what, God, this is not looking like how I thought I, it was going to look. Because God, look, God never put the details on how this thing was going to play out, right? And even if he did, he didn't tell you how, like, the middle part of how exactly we were going to get to the end result. Because that's usually what God does is he'll show you what's going to come from you being obedient. He doesn't necessarily show you how that whole middle part is going to go down, right? <laughs> and so... We get frustrated. We get discouraged in the middle part because it's not looking like it's going to add up. Thank you, Lord. So I've been studying David and Saul um, again. I don't know how many times. And it's amazing because every single time I read it, I get a new revelation. And so you you guys know Samuel anointed David as king. Um, so David knew prophetically he was going to be a king, but he was still a shepherd for I don't know how long. I think it was like years. So to him, it's not looking like it. And then when he got, you know, promoted to work next to, um, what was he, like an armor bearer or like Saul's assistant, whatever. He made it into the palace, I'll say, right? So it's like, oh, okay, I'm getting closer to, you know, the the prophecy. But then Saul tries to kill him. You know what I mean? So he over here like, wait a minute, you know, this not looking like what God said. How is it that I'm going to be king and the the king is trying to kill me? 
Like, you know what I mean? So it's those middle part. It's those obstacles that the enemy tries to ensnare us in, right? God is wanting you to know, look, he forgives you because that's on our, that's on us. The fact that we believe the things that we're experiencing and it's hard, you guys, there's no fault or anything like that. Listen, God is coming to us right now and he's speaking tenderly to us. He's literally saying like, I forgive you. It says right here, be encouraged. God is speaking to you, whoever you are, be encouraged. He says, my child, your sins are forgiven. Okay. Um, an example he showed me for those who are parents is, you know, if my children, if I told my children something to do something, um, because I knew that it was going to benefit them and they said, you know, basically no, whether verbally or just through <clears throat> their body language or just simply not doing it, rejecting my instructions because they didn't believe in me, I would definitely feel some type of way. Thank God we, you know, God's not like us. He's not human or anything like that. But it's still that offense. Like we, you know, are being offensive to our heavenly father to believe like, you know, God, like, no, I don't trust you. I don't think you know what's best for me because look, all that's been going on and all this stuff, yada, yada, yada. I could spill on into something else, but I'm really trying to stay focused on on this because it's it's a little lengthy today, right? But God is wanting you to not be afraid. Don't be afraid of being hurt again. Don't be afraid of being let down. Don't be afraid of being disappointed. Okay. Um, because God like loves us. Okay. And I just, to tie all this together, uh, before I transition into, um, the rest of the text is that God is forgiving you for just not really believing in him. God is forgiving you for having like a stony heart and he's forgiving you for kind of feeling salty at the fact that it's not looking and going the way that you, he didn't say, but you thought it was supposed to, um, play out. Right. So then, um, okay. My note says here in Matthew, God forgave us first. So we are to do the same. This really ministered to me because notice before he heals the paralyzed man, he forgives him. So it's like God is wanting us, whoever this thing, whatever it is that's preventing you from moving forward, God is wanting you to basically be the bigger person. God is wanting you to take the first step like how God did for us. God didn't wait for us to, you know, prove that we believed or prove anything to him before he did something for us. If we look in the Bible, God is the one who like came to us first. He chose us first. He healed us first. Right. And we are to just be in agreement with that basically. Um, so hold on. Okay. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) So that was the first, sorry, (laughs) y'all. That was the first part. The second part is uh the fear of being disappointed right the the fear of the disappointment and having faith in the man wait hold on let me read this the fear of being disappointed and having faith in the man. oh okay okay so so god was also ministering to me how a lot of us are afraid that people are gonna let us down we're afraid that the same thing is gonna happen again 
we're just afraid of the results because, you know, naturally, if we experience any kind of trauma, wound, anything that's painful, the natural thing is to make sure that doesn't happen again. But God would, he's so bomb. He's like, Brie, if you sit here and you are afraid of something happening, if you're afraid of this person doing something you don't like, you're literally putting your faith in man versus God. Blew me away. We're literally putting our faith in man instead of God. And the thing is, the enemy will always use that against you. If he knows it's going to work, he's going to use it. Okay. The enemy's job is to push a blessing away from you by discouraging you. The enemy's uh, job is to per- like distract you or to get you to believe something so that you won't pursue the blessing, so that you will sit and be paralyzed. You sit still and not, not do anything because of what you think, the fear of this is going to happen again and all that stuff. <clears throat> God showed me that the enemy is going to use that thing, right? And it's probably going to look ugly. So in my case, I don't like when people lie to me. I don't like when people are trying to deceive me or be a certain type of way. Um, Me being, you know, or just having this gift, I can kind of sense when someone's not being honest. Obviously, not all the way because I'm not God, but most of the time I can sense when something is off in somebody and I don't like that. So how the enemy has used that against me is there will be a situation where the enemy would touch somebody in my life and they, and for some reason they feel like they need to lie to me or they feel like they need to like withhold some information and be half honest or something, you know? And those used to be huge triggers for me for why I would write people off and stop dealing with them. Not knowing this was a plot from the enemy because he knew every time I do this to Brie, she's going to clam up, she's going to isolate herself, and she's going to stop working. She's going to stop walking. She's going to stop believing. So if the enemy tries to, if he does it enough, and I believe that everyone's going to hurt me by lying to me, then I'm never going to be able to make it to that promise. You see what I'm saying? God was showing me like, these are just setups. These are setups or snares or whatever you call it. These are things to block you from getting to that place. But God wants you to know the enemy's job is to kill, steal, and destroy. So like for me to expect anything less is that's, a, a knock on me, not a knock on the Lord. The Lord made it very clear in the Bible. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. The enemy doesn't want me to have a good relationship with my spouse. The enemy doesn't want me to be, you know, reconciled with, you know, in-laws and things like that. The enemy doesn't want me even to, you know, have these one-on-ones and stuff with people because of whatever reason, like the enemy wants me to just cut everybody off, because of things that I don't like or whatever. But the thing is, I think I read this somewhere. Um, and this woman wrote that the enemy will use whatever you give him. So if I'm fearful of someone hurting me, then the enemy's going to use that. He's going to let people hurt me. If I'm afraid that, you know, uh, I'm going to fail and the enemy's going to try his hardest to convince me that I've already failed. Like, it's those type of things. And that's why God tells us to renew our minds. This is why God tells us to stay in our word and to stay under him. So then I'm holding on to the truth. Because this this whole thing is a faith walk. 
Okay, for us to ever think that it's going to look like what God said, y'all, that's not faith. Where is it? Hebrews 1, is it one eleven? No, Hebrews 11, 1, where God talks about that whole chapter is about faith. All of it looks like, all of it looks like what God said wasn't going to happen. And I think a lot of us by now should know if it looks like the opposite in the natural, then we know what's up in the physical, I mean, in the, in the spirit that it is going to happen. Okay. So listen, God is forgiving you for, you know, not believing God is forgiving you for just simply saying, no, you know, God is forgiving you for not even trying yeah, because you know, we've done this before and we already know what it is, but God is saying, look, he loves you. He's not tripping off that. Okay. He's going to give you the miracle anyway. So, uh, moving forward when we, when we, because he healed a paralyzed person and we think of, you know, anyone being paralyzed, what it makes me think of is the impossible because this is a man who couldn't walk. Like he could not walk. He could not move his legs. He couldn't stand. This has been his state for, I don't know how long. Right. And we can definitely symbolically see our situation as that. You know, it could be you believing in a restoration. It could be you believing in a job, whatever it is that you've been believing in. It's like, you look, Lord, I already know what this is. This isn't going to happen, right? Um, God is restoring that thing right now, right? Verse three, uh, it says, but some of the teachers of religious laws, of religious laws said to themselves, that's blasphemy, does he think he's God? So remember, God told this man, God is telling you, be encouraged. Like, I forgive you. You know, it's all good. Like, I'm going to give you the blessing anyway. I'm going to give you the miracle anyway. And so what these people saying is blasphemy. God is talking about the people that you will look crazy to those who are around you. For those who are surrounded, who are surrounding you, you are going to look crazy, okay? And you will offend their demons for having faith because that's just all that it is. Like you believing in whatever, it's going to make these people feel some type of way. God has shown me a lot of times, you know, people, demons like to reproduce themselves, okay? So say for instance, you're standing and believing in a marriage, like God to restore a terrible marriage right because it's like the paralyzed man like there's no life there's no way it's been like this for so long for you to even stand up and say you know what i'm gonna give this god thing a try i'm gonna have faith that offends people who gave up it's like it's for some reason it's always like that i've noticed like you you would hear what's really going on behind people like behind people's words you know maybe they're you know, feeling some type of way, it hit a nerve because they didn't stand in, in for their marriage or they never tried to start a business or whatever. They never, they never tried to save up and get a house. So whatever it is you're believing that's supposed to be impossible, they're going to feel some type of way. Verse four says, Jesus knew, um, <clears throat> Jesus knew what they were thinking. So he asked them, I'm sorry, I was getting a call. So he asked them, why do you have such evil thoughts in your heart? hearts? Is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk, right? Uh, 
Hold on. Okay, so I will prove to you the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive us. I love that God is about to prove these people wrong. So it's kind of like a double thing. Number one, God wants to do it for you because he loves you. But you can rest assured he's going to do it again because his name is on it. He's going to do it because he needs people to see. God is known for using the foolish things to confound the wise. God is known for basically uh, showing these unbelievers what's up, like showing him, showing people who he really is. Like, it's it's amazing. I mean, sometimes, look, look, I always say it's bittersweet being chosen by God because we are the ones that are in the spotlight. We are the ones that <clears throat> are his vessels. And it... It hurts going through it because it takes some pruning on, on our end. It takes belief on our end. It takes killing the flesh on our end. But at the same time, we know without a doubt we gonna, we're going to get blessed. We know without a doubt like he's going to do it, right? So then it says, um, <clears throat> then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and says, stand up, pick up your mat and go home. Just that simple. It's simple, but it's not. I think the hardest thing is you believing what God is saying to you. The hardest thing is you getting over you, getting out of your own way. Okay. It's like when we, like Peter, right? He began to sink because he started looking at the fact of, of the natural of he is standing on water versus focusing on Jesus in the spirit of like, God, I know you're going to do this. So when God tells you to hold your mat, right? What I saw was instead of your mat, like you sitting on your mat and your mat holding you, you are standing up and you are holding your mat. You are holding your situation. You're, you're not, the situation is not holding you anymore, right? This is your freedom, y'all. This is what's going to break you free. So God showed me like fear, anger, and doubt, right? And whatever, et cetera, you fill in the blank has kept you here for so long. You have just known like there's there's literally no hope. You want to do this Jesus thing until Jesus asks you to do something, right? And Jesus is wanting you to, to just stand, to do something, to believe, okay? It is scary, okay? It is scary to do, especially when it's like, you think of the paralyzed man, it's been like this for so long, okay? But God is not going to fail you. So then too, we're, we're here where it says God is, when God says go home, it is significant to me because this isn't where you are supposed to be. You're not supposed to just be sitting here in the situation. This is not how it ends. I per, I just got done telling a woman this, that we are going to be in a situation as long as we keep ourselves in that situation. It's never God. I'm learning that more and more and more that it's never God. It's it's us and how how hard are we working to get it? And I don't mean works to like um I don't mean works as in what people do to pass the whole Christianity check mark of like, oh I read my Bible, but it's like literally doing it with doing the word, living the word out. Thank you, Lord. Living the word out. It's a whole nother thing. Because I promise you, God does not want you to stay in this rusty situation, this crusty situation. God wants more from you. It is just getting past the offense of like, God, you have, like, I've been tried and nothing happened. You know, 
Um, I can double back and say for a lot of us, um, I know for me, right, being in a situation for a long time and feeling like, because I look back, I was like, you know, two years ago, I was praying, I was fasting, I was proclaiming, I was prophesying, I was doing all of it. And I didn't really see results. But I can tell you that my heart was different. I can tell you that in that season, like a year or two ago, God was taking a lot of stuff out of me, right? And he's still He's still doing it. And I was just talking to another girl, <laughs> another woman of God. And what we talked about is how now it's easier. Now, if God shed light on an area like Brie, you, you need to work that out. Like you need to start honoring your husband. You need to start honoring these people that offended you. See, now I can just say, okay, versus I'm crying. I'm like, no, I'm put, you know what I mean? So even if God has had you wait for a long time, it wasn't for nothing. It wasn't because he wanted you to suffer or anything. Y'all know in the Bible, when God puts us through the fire, it is to take off the things that's not like him. It is to take off those things so you can be pure gold. You can be pure in his sight, right? So that's just all that it was. Now we are in a place where we should have grown and we should know now. And so God is trying to push us past this threshold of like, we afraid that this is going to amount to nothing. We're afraid that we already know how this is going to go. I don't want to put all this effort into it just to, for nothing. Now, now we have to pass that part because God is saying, look, I know how you feel. I know that your perception of of what happened last season, you're bringing into this season. I understand that. I forgive you. And now I want you to stand and just do it. Just do it. Okay. Um, (sighs) I wanted to say this and this kind of (laughs) like, it's kind of threw me, right? Um, When he was saying go home, something else that popped out to me was that you know, uh, for us, for us who are standing in, in marriage restoration and we feel like our spouses were prodigals or like, you know, wayward spouses, or if you're believing in somebody, I think it's safe to say that it, they weren't the only ones that were wayward. They weren't the only ones that were prodigals. And God shows us here when he tells us to get up and go home. You know what I mean? It's like coming back to him, believing in him and in, in doing this thing that we're supposed to. Like, I'm not really the type of Christian who picks and chooses like which part of the Bible I want to believe. Like, I believe in the whole thing and I believe in following all of it, even the parts that hurts, <laughs> that hurts the flesh. You know what I mean? So when God hit me with that one, I was like, ouch, you know what I mean? I was like, ouch, but this is just what it is. God is saying to us, we too dropped the ball. Like it's never just this other person. It was the fact that we didn't want to believe or look, I don't want to forgive this person again because they're going to hurt me. I don't want to be nice to this person. For me, honoring what I told y'all in the live, like however we, how many weeks ago I was like, God, like how am I supposed to respect somebody? I don't respect though. You know, and God was like, you humble yourself. You just humble yourself and you do everything for me. So it's like, God, I'm going to humble myself before this person. I am going to look at this person the way God told me to as better than me, 
right? Even though I don't agree with the way they move, I don't agree with the way they handled me. I don't agree with that. I trust God to deal with that, those parts of them. Y'all see, just like how God is dealing with you, right? And pruning you out, he's going to definitely do it to these people. Whether they, you know, yield to the correction or not, that's not really your business. And that's where God checked me too. That's not really our business. But through it all, look, God's going to get the glory through our obedience. We must be obedient. We must do this for him. When we when we do things for God, like he rewards us, like we get benefit, like we get the benefit of saying yes to him and just obeying him. And he doesn't even have to do anything else. Okay. Amen. So that's pretty much. Oh, let me finish this uh, scripture. And in verse seven, it says, and the man jumped up and went home. This is what God wants us to do. Just get up and just do it. I'm going to have like, okay, look, 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 (laughs) y'all. It's look, cause y'all know my ministry is all about being for real, like real with Christ. I tell God sometimes, like, I don't think I can do this. That scripture, Lord, help my unbelief is literally in the Bible. So that's okay. But the truth of it is you're going to have to express that to the Lord. You're going to have to give that to the Lord. I told God, like, when God had me do that 12-day challenge of only speaking life, I was like, God, uh uh-uh. Even when God delivered me from anger, I literally felt in my heart, I promise y'all, I believed that I could not be delivered from anger. I was like, God, I I don't know how to not react. I don't think that's possible. I've never done it. I've never done it. So I was like, to me, that just sounds foreign. To me, that sounds impossible. And so I was real with God. I said, I'm going to need you to do it. I'm going to need your grace. I'm going to need your grace again. (laughs) I'm going to need your hand in this. And I'm going to need you to help me. I need your strength. The Bible literally says in our weakness, God is strong. God knew Bree is weak in this area, but I'm going to be strong for her. And I believed him to do that for me. Some of us, okay, I hear God saying some of us are just afraid of that gut punch. You don't want that rug being pulled from under you. God is telling us what I hear him saying now is you're not doing it for them. You're doing it for him. So you think you being obedient to God that you're supposed to be rewarded from this person, whether it's through faithfulness, whether it's through recognition, whether it's through an apology, you want something in return from this person when God is like the whole time, the reward is from him. Whatever you think that you deserve or what you want from your obedience is not coming from this person. And that's the beauty. Okay, I'm like spilling off. That's the beauty because everything that you get from a person is extra. And that's a whole word I'm probably going to give because I'm already 31 minutes in and I need time to literally unload all that because it is truly what it's about. Like, it's not people. We don't look for validation from people. We don't look for gifts and rewards from people. Even if you receive, you know, uh, um, recognition, even if you see you receive praise from people, 
that is confirmation from what you already know from God. It should never be fresh. It's the first time you hearing something. That's where we mess up. But look, God is saying to you, like, don't be afraid. You're doing this for him. It's something we can bet on. And I don't mean bet in a gambling way, even though I know that's what it means. But I'm just using the slang, okay? The term of you can re- you can know without a doubt that when you do things for Christ, he's going to catch you. I just hear this for somebody. God is not going to let you fall. So don't look at it as, okay, God, I I um, humble myself for this person and they still dogging me out. And you see that the way they're dogging you out is the reward that you get for doing God's will. No, your reward comes from God. They can dog you out if they want to. They can do whatever it is that they want to. These people want to keep being used by the enemy. That's on them, not on you. It is liberating to to not be bound to people's responses. Like, mm. so God has been dealing with me with how to speak the truth in love. Because a lot of times I don't want to tell the people the truth because I don't want people to lie to me. And I didn't trust myself on how I was going to react because it was such a trigger. But it wasn't until God really told me, Bree, people can respond however they want. If someone is not willing to be honest and straightforward with you, like how you are with them, that is just a reflection of what is in them. That has nothing to do with you. If someone is able to disrespect you, it's because they don't have respect for themselves. Guys like Bree, if if these people can't be honest with themselves, really, it's because they have not been honest with me. In every situation, it counts me out. It has nothing to do with me. So then I stopped taking it personally and I recognize, okay, this person can't be real, whatever. This person wants to make it seem like it's me. Okay. I know it's not. And that's, that's really with God confirming that it's not me. It's not me thinking that it's not me, but it's like, okay, God, I've done everything you said. Why is this still happening? And God will show you plainly. This is just where this person is lead them there like and leave them there in a way of like I'm not going to bring myself to this level but I will pray for you and I mean pray from literally a heart of Christ of like okay I see this person is still struggling this area a lot of times it's insecurity it's fear it's shame it's guilt these people are going through they're in bondage if they can't be honest with themselves they are in bondage okay so That's all I have for you guys. I love y'all so, so much. I pray that y'all get up. God says, get up. Just do it. Just do it. Do it for the Lord. Do it for yourself. It is freeing. It's going to hurt at the beginning. It's probably going to hurt all throughout out it because I think, y'all, we have flesh. We are not in heaven. We are not in heaven. We are wrapped up in this thing. This thing does not want to surrender to God. It does not want to humble itself. It it wants all the fleshiness that it can have because that's just what it is, okay? That's the nature of it, okay? And we have to fight against that. Recognize that your your flesh is screaming, but you don't have to bow to it, okay? But just understand, like, you're growing. When your flesh is, like, 
trying to come for you and you feel like you about to explode or you feel tempted to go back, just know it's because you are growing. These are literally like growing pains, okay? So that's all I have for y'all. I love y'all so much. Y'all be blessed. Thank y'all so, so much for the love, the support, coming back faithfully. I see (laughs) y'all. I do. And yeah, that's all I have for y'all. You guys be blessed. And I will talk to y'all next Tuesday. Bye.